Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Looking to help your favorite Chiefs podcast? Well, we're trying to raise money to create merchandise for our online store, as well as be able to have more merch to do giveaways to all of our fans. To any of our YouTubers, if you see down below, you can show your support with the new Super Thanks option. Any amount will go a long way towards helping us launch our online store. And of course, don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks to all of our followers for your continued support. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash. I'm here with our resident tight end and our guy, Jason Dunn. JD, how you doing, buddy? What's up, brother? What's going on, man? How you doing? How you doing? You know, nice uh, nice day. You know, starting to, to see uh, football. The start of the season is coming here closer and closer, man, and I can't be more happy and elated. So I'm in a good mood, man. I'm in a great mood. What about you? Yeah, no, it's uh, and, and that's the thing too. It's like you're starting to see it, like not only as we're getting closer to the NFL season, they're just going outside and this Virginia weather. It's like I'm, it's, it actually started to smell like a little bit like fall. It wasn't like too hot today, so I got a little taste of like the kind of the fall weather, like that, okay. like six o'clock, like you know that smell outside, like that hard. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> I, that what probably my favorite seasons fall. I I love like the winter. I like the winter season because you know Christmas time. I just love I love Christmas the music and all that stuff. But you can't beat fall, man. Just the you know Halloween, the the the, the weather, football. I mean, you can't beat it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like that. You know, when you first start football during the summer, like it's really like hot and brutal. You know, some areas of the country, right? And it's just like, oh my gosh, this is just. You know, you really can't stand it. And so, but when it starts to kind of cool down in the evenings, it's like, man, this is just perfect football weather. Yeah. And so I think we're right there where it kind of starts, where summer's kind of starting to, you know, uh, uh, taper down a little bit as far mm-hmm. as the heat. And now you're going to start having some some beautiful evenings for football. And yes. so, uh, like I said, man, I'm excited. Uh, can't wait. It's, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, but, man, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's also, too, like well, I remember like playing in high school and the college. It's like you know when you go the two days when right when that's over, once you start to go to the one practices at night, like the four o'clock or the five o'clock practices. That's yeah. really like, okay. You start to feel it's like, yeah, it's nice. All right, it's getting it's getting it's getting it's getting cooler. It's it's nicer. Mm-hmm. Sun's sun's not out. It's it's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like you know your sweat starts to you know you can actually cool down. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> before it's like dang god, I gotta put water on me to cool it down. Like the sweat's not even cooling me down. Like it should, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, hundred percent. Um. So we got some uh, announcements tonight before we begin the show. Um, we have a pretty cool announcement, actually. Um, so we've been talking. We've heard a lot of our fans, you know, talking about, you know, uh, doing something with RGR, Ryan Tracy, and those guys over there um, on that channel. So we heard we heard what you guys are saying. We talked to Ryan Tracy. And so Chief Concerns will now have a segment once the season starts on the RGR YouTube channel. We'll have a nice 10 to 15-minute spot. You know, um, we're going to do a little thing, things a little differently where um, our topics will be a little different from the Chief Concerns show. We'll still have our normal show here weekly on Thursdays, but we're just going to do a little 10-minute spot on the RGR channel, and we're really looking forward to that. I'm sure you guys will like the format for that. But, uh, J.D., are you excited for uh, our little, um, you know, doing a little something with the RGR? I am. I am, man. I, you know what? I, I think this is a pleasant surprise. I think this is something, man, that will absolutely work. Uh, for both of us. Uh, and, and I'm saying that with, um, you know, kind of that platform uh, where we can kind of, uh, you know, kind of play off each other, man. I think it's going to be great. I really do. You know, Ryan and guys over at RGR, they do do a tremendous job. Uh, so I, I love everything that they do. And so uh, this kind of like somewhat collaboration is, is to me is, is, is warming and it's welcoming. So I, I like it, man. Like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful channel and, you'll be able to catch a little bit more of us, man, and maybe a little bit more exposure for people to actually see us being out there, right? So that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, it'll be cool. You know, RGR's been, been around for a while. They've been doing this for a while. So it was it was nice when they reached out and said, yeah, you guys want to do some kind of collaboration, you know, coming on the RGR channel? I'm like, yeah. And so it's going to be kind of, it's going to be it's pretty much, it's, us and we're gonna have we're gonna have some uh, different topics that we don't normally have on the chief concern show but to all the chief concern fanatics out there do not worry we'll still have the full on chief concern show and and anything it's only going to expand our base because we're gonna get some of the rgr people who don't know about chief concerns coming over to chief concerns to uh to watch us as well so uh it's gonna be great for all parties involved so we're really excited for that uh, once the uh, season starts yes sir yes sir yeah so you know hey look as as much Content you could get of Chiefs, hey, the better off you're gonna be, right? That's the way I look at it. So, yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. So to go from good news to a little bit of sad news um, as we begin the Chief Concern Show tonight. Um, uh, so obviously, if you're in the Chiefs world, uh, we lost a legend in the NFL world, really, in, in the broadcasting world, we lost a legend. Uh, Len Dawson, 87 years old, uh, passed away. Um, obviously Kansas, uh, Kansas City legend, you know, won a Super Bowl, was the MVP of Super Bowl. Um, and you know, kind of it all, and also a thing that a lot of people don't bring up, and I've noticed watching the shows is Len Dawson. We talk about, you know, his famous Super Bowl halftime with the, the cigarette in his mouth, the, the, uh, the beer. Um, and you know, at the halftime, it, he did stuff that, like, at the time wasn't such a was a big thing with athletes kind of getting into the space of media. You know, yeah. when he when he first came on to inside the NFL, that was kind of a rarity to see a former player getting into the broadcasting world. And he really embraced the broadcasting world because he did that for so long. 
um, yes. doing inside the NFL. And then he went into local media with Kansas city. Um, so, you know, Len, you know, it's a, uh, sending my condolences to their family. Um, and JD, you being with the chiefs for so long, I'm sure you got to know a little bit about Len Dawson. Can you kind of talk to us about your, um, your, your experiences with Len? Yeah, man. I, you know, just, uh, you know, just want to say, um, you know, I'm just sending, uh, uh, prayers out to his family. Um, you know, I know it's a tough time for them anytime they would lose somebody, but somebody who is a legend like Lenny, uh, it, it kind of hits you a little bit different, you know, especially somebody that I had a chance to, to get to know out there at Kansas city. Uh, and every, every interaction with Lenny was always pleasant, always pleasant. And I, I just enjoy talking to him because he just had that wealth of knowledge, but also too, like his warmness about, you know, his, his disposition and his character uh, is one of those things that really drove you into him. And so uh, I, I think I put on Twitter, like Lenny would always come in where every time we have a conversation, we come in, he always started like, man, JD, he said, Jason, man, I would just love to have a big tight end to throw to you. My gosh, man, I, I just love to have it. And he'd be like, man, put your hands up. Let me see those big hands. And I, I you know, showing my hand. He's like, man, look at those mitts. Look, he said, man, I, I would love to have a guy like you. And so I'm sitting there thinking like, wow, he's saying that about me. I, man, I would have loved to have had, you know, play with, you know, with, with Lynn Dawson, you know, and just, uh, but yeah, man, I think sometimes those, those memories when you have with somebody, uh, that has that has passed before us. Uh, those good memories are the things that we should hold on to, you know, to kind of remember a guy, man. But it, you know, it's a sad day, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, it was, it was really, really sad news just to kind of hear. Uh, I remember when he went in, and somebody was didn't say he was doing well. You know, just you know, kind of pray for hopefully, uh, you know, his recovery and whatnot. Uh, but you know, uh, you know, kind of here we are, man. But we're just gonna play. You know, homage to uh, one of the Chiefs legends, uh, one of the best to ever do it. And so in the NFL, the things he's seen, I mean, we're talking about the numbers. And so Lynn Dawson brought the first Super Bowl to Kansas City, you know, and played in two Super Bowls. And I mean, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal, you know, because, you know, at the time when, you know, all the thing was making a transition into the NFL to make it to what it is, uh, you know, you could say like what that he was part of like that that whole structure of putting this thing together. And so uh, for what he did for TV and I think sometimes when people will kind of forget, like, you know, where he started. And it's, it's almost like sometimes when, you know, maybe the younger generation will see these announcers on there. They don't really know what they actually accomplished mm -hmm. Uh as opposed to them being on TV, like, well, yeah, I know this guy from TV does, you know, sports channel stuff like that. I said, no, but do you know who this guy is? Do you know his career? And so, like, Lenny was that guy. He was he was the guy that had that real soothing, uh, calming voice. And every time he spoke, I would always hear like that, you know, inside the NFL, like that, that voice of, you know, that you would hear on TV. And so it's almost like one of the doctors giving you like a, you know, a soothing voice you want a doctor you want to hear from. Right. That was kind of like Lenny had. There was that, that comforting, uh, sultry voice and feeling that he had about him, man. So he, he he's going to be uh, sorely missed, sorely missed, you know, from his teammates. And I was just thinking about that, just teammates that play with him, the people that knew him, uh, you know, it's going to be a space that's gone, man. But we're going to hold him up, you know, forever. 
So uh, here's to you, uh, Lynn Dawson, uh, Chiefs legend, friend, uh, and guy that wanted a big guy to throw to like me, man. I, I, I love Lenny uh, tremendously. So. Um, and that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, a lot of times, you know, you see and, – and, like, you know, he played in the first NFL – first Super Bowl ever. Him and him, him and Hank Strand versus Bart Starr and Lombardi. You know, that's a big deal. And the fact that, like, Good you know, the fact that we see so many players now getting involved and look, look, look at the podcasting world. I mean, that started yeah. somewhere, right? Absolutely. Isaac Lane Dawson, when he, when he left the football, he went to broadcasting. He started, it spoke what players see on, on, on a big screen, you know? So, like, that's, that's a huge deal. You know, he, was, he meant a lot to the sport. Yeah, and, and and not just to just to get in there and do it, but like doing it well for a long time. Yeah. That's the thing about it. So, uh, yeah, man, when you have one of those those guys who are like the trailblazers, yeah, you know, you, you got to celebrate that too, man, for sure. Uh, so yeah, man, I, I thought some prayers amount out for the uh, the Dawson family and everybody, the Chiefs organization, mm-hmm. and everybody that had a chance, an opportunity uh, to to meet this wonderful man. Uh, yeah, he's going. To be, he's going to be missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I only met him once. It was at an autograph show in uh, Northern Virginia. I was going to get my brother. My brother has this Chiefs helmet, and I was going to get him to sign it. Um, okay. So we went to this autograph show, and uh, it was probably 08. It was the year after we drafted Brody Croyle, and I was really excited. I loved Brody Croyle in, in college. I thought, I thought it was badass. So I, yeah. I had number, I had number twelve jersey. I I go there with my brother to get it signed. <laughs> and he goes. And keep in mind, he's you know he's working in Kansas City. He's still he's still uh, calling games and stuff. I mean, he, he I mean he knows what's going on. He knows the team. Yeah. And he goes, who, "Who's who? Whose number is that? Who who is that jersey?" And I'm like, "It's Brody Croyle." And he goes, "Exactly. Who?" <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, uh, like I I go I, I I guess I didn't understand he was being sarcastic. I was. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 After he signs and stuff, like you know, he shook, shook my brother's hand, and then we were on our way out. And I was like, he, like, he's dude, he just killed Brody Croyle. I was oh. like, I was like, did he not know who that was? He's like, no, he knew who that was. That was his joke, though. It's like who? It's like a, another quarterback. Like who is that? <laughs> right, right. We wanted, come on, we wanted this number like that. Like, hey, you know, he was a bad boy, so he let him know, like, hey, listen, this is this, this is here, number uno guy. So. <laughs> And I, I didn't have a number six to Len Dawson jersey. I, just, I, I, I was I was excited about Brody Crow. I was like, I think Brody Crow's gonna be something big for us. You know, I, I was like, I put it on and I, I went there and like he like dogged the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Um, but uh, yeah, sending our condolences out to uh, the family and the whole NFL community, all NFL world. You know, like Absolutely. that's that's a that's a big loss. Um, yeah. But right, Hall so, of Famer, man, Hall of Famer. I mean, this man. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you know, when you just start thinking about you know his his reach, you know what he what he actually did and accomplished, the people that you know he you know crossed paths with him. Yeah. So yeah, man, huge, huge loss, huge loss. So moving on to um, from Len Dawson to the current squad, um, and we had some some things to talk about about the, the second preseason game. Chiefs again, passing offense looked pretty pretty good. Uh, uh, yep. <laughs> okay. And we heard this week that Sammy Watkins says Aaron Rodgers is uh, is on a different level to Mahomes. So that's again, that's another that's more bulletin board material for Mahomes to take in 
as we head into the regular season. Um, but so passing off, it looked like a midseason form, and that was without Juju, and that was without McCole Hartman. Um, so the fact that he didn't miss a beat, and Redskins, uh, no, the Redskins, the Commanders have a pretty decent uh, defense. So like that's one of the strengths of their team. And he he, he Jody Fortson, your boy, also looked pretty damn good in that game too. Yeah, yeah, he sure did, man. Showed out, showed yeah. out. It was great to see him back, really. Yeah, he just you see his playmaking ability out there, and then how much you know the the offense, um, how can it just extend with the possibilities with a guy like that, uh, physical body out there for sure. So yeah, man, oh man, oh, shoot, all tight ends did well in the game. Yeah. So tight end brothers, pew, pew, tight end power, baby, Seriously. look good, look good. And also the, the back shoulder, you could see at Patrick's like kind of like chemistry with Fortson. That back shoulder throw in the end zone, but that touch, that first touchdown he had was so sweet. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but the thing that everyone's talking about, we talked about a little bit last week, is the the running game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, through two games so far, uh, Ceh four carries for ten yards. Pacheco, everyone's uh, favorite guy, uh, six carries, fourteen yards. Uh, McKinnon has not um, uh, carried the ball yet, but he did cat. He did look good out of the backfield, catching that nice little um, that little outlet pass from Mahomes uh, for like 14 yards. Um, mm-hmm. So he looks good in the passing game, and I think he will be our main passing down back. Um, yeah. So with everyone's kind of concerns from seeing the run game, um, what do you make of what you've seen from the run game, and are you concerned? Uh, am I concerned? Uh, no, because we're, we're not, these games are not counting for one. So I'm not really concerned. And I know this thing is a process. It takes time, uh, especially, you know, when, when you're, you, you're just trying to work from training camp, getting the pads on, getting the fits. Uh, we know these things are going to come. And so, uh, it, it's, I'm not really concerned about it because I know these guys are going to get it right. I, I, I trust the guys that's up in the front uh, to get to get everything right. I mean, we got a good crew of guys, man, up there uh, that, it's, like I said, we we call them one of the best linemen, you know, O-line in the NFL, and they and they are, no doubt about it. So, they could, you know, they're going to be working on it. Uh, what do I see as a problem? Uh, w- one thing I do see uh, – Maybe not necessarily concerned, but the issue I'll talk about and address is uh, primarily when when you're from, especially like during training camp, uh, preseason, you, you know, you're trying to establish your offense for what it is. You're trying to uh, define what it is you're going to do offensively. Um, and we know that the Chiefs are one of the teams that, you know, we're going to throw the ball around. And so sometimes what ends up happening is, you know, the linemen uh, are working so much on pass protection that they're not, they may not be coming off the football uh, as much, right? And so that's, that, that could be possible, you know, part of the thing because, you know, when you're sitting back on your heels, uh, we know now that you're not really, you know, you ain't got to all your cleats in the ground coming off the football. And so that may be an issue. Another thing is also, too, is, you know, we do a lot of RPOs. And I think one of the things they, they brought out was, uh, Pacheco, uh, the play that he ran, and everybody was kind of talking about and diagramming and saying, you know, here's the issue about him reading, uh, was it, it was an RPO play. And so what happens sometimes with the RPO is it's run pass option. 
And so what you do is you make a count out of the box about what it is that you're going to do with the football. Okay. You got a certain count in the box is going to determine if you're going to run the ball or you're going to pass the ball. And it's all based off the quarterback. The linemen don't know that, you know, they block the scheme in itself. You know, that that's what happens. And the wide receivers, they run the routes. Uh, what sometimes can happen with the RPO is kind of the same thing with, I, I said, with, it's in the passing game. It's supposed to be run first that you're, you're thinking of in the fits. Uh, but you, you, what you end up doing is you end up sometimes catching the, the defender. That's what ends up happening. Uh, because I know, you know, the rules are different as far as like getting down a field because the ball's got to come out quick. RPOs, ball's out right now. That's not something that Patrick can wait. He's making a decision at right at the line of scrimmage. The running back is knowing, hey, I'm running it. Uh, I think somebody had made a, a comment about Pacheco uh, didn't know the ball was coming. Well, that's that's not true because when you were RPO, you expect the ball to come to you all the time. You got to run like the ball's coming to you all the time. And so based off the count, what you're seeing, you got to go full speed. The problem, I think, that – well, the problem is, uh, and I said this, is – uh, Pacheco just needs to kind of slow down. He needs needs to trust the O-line and the blocking scheme for what it is. And so he's going to be able to uh, have the power, but he's got to work on his vision and, and his patience. And I, I said that, you know, kind of on Twitter and kind of addressed it. And guess what? A couple of days later, EB said the exact same thing. And I'm like, of course. That's, I mean, that's that's pretty much kind of what it is. Because we know this, the, the, look, the kid can run. He's got power. He's going to be able to, to put his head down, and he is, without a doubt, a physical guy. He's a physical runner, something that I say the Chiefs need. Mm. Uh, the thing is, when you have that physical ability about you and you feel like everything is a nail and you're a hammer, then you're going to treat the problem as such. Mm. But I think now he has to just trust the place to develop in front of them, trust the blocking scheme, know exactly what everybody's doing in front of you, and kind of reading the defense. And so um, I think that's, that's some of the issues, of course, with the blocking, maybe the RPO, but also, too, uh, as far as the running back, him having the patience of being what it, it needs to be in the NFL, right? Uh, and so it's it's a learning process, man. It's going to take him some time. He, he Look, he just got in the league. It's, it's not college. It's not Rutgers. So – it's a whole different. It's a whole different animal up here in the NFL. Like I said, you got linebackers who's going to be able to fill that hole. Sometimes we sit there and we see, oh, it looks like a big lane. But shoot, if you got a linebacker who's running a four-four, he's going to fill that lane and he's ready to to light him up. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it may not necessarily look as open as as it should, but also too, it's part of trusting the the the, the offense scheme because it's like, well, it's going to be there, right? Like the hole's going to breathe. And so when you hear, and if you go to the segment of listening to the priest about what he did, priest studied, and he went through exactly what he was going to do in the game. And it takes time. It takes preparation. It takes a little bit more than just, hey, this is where the ball is going to go. No, you got to think about your adjustments right there on the fly. I mean, it's got to happen right now because everything's in like in split second. It's got to be second nature. And that vision is something that you, you can develop. It's the same thing. You, you can develop these things. Mm. So uh, I know I'm kind of talking, it's a lot talking about it, but there's a lot to it. It's just, it's just not that easy just to say, hey, you know what? I could catch, get a football on the back, get a hand handoff, 
here's the here's the the hole and let me go. Yeah. Well, if the tight end gets caught in the hole, which would end up happening, I don't know if everybody's seen that, but the tight end kind of got hit, kind of got blasted. So now Pacheco has got to make that move immediately when he knows it's not there. And so a uh, guy like that takes time. I think, to be honest with you, uh, I've seen CEH have positive yards and some of the things that he was running. Like I said, some of the fits need to be a little bit more cleaner coming off the football, and those guys will get there mm. eventually. So, Do you think – and this is something that I mentioned on, I don't know if I mentioned on our show, but I was on, I was on the spoken podcast two weeks ago and I just watched the, the Texas tech, uh, Texas tech game where Mahomes played and yeah. they didn't run the, obviously Texas tech, they don't really run the ball at all at all. Right. right. They use the quick, the quick game as their substitute for the running game. Mm-hmm. And I know it's preseason, but we had two drives, right. And we saw, we saw mostly Mahomes, we saw, uh, CEH in that first drive and a little bit of McKinnon, and then Pacheco came in the second drive. Yeah, and CEH had two carries within the two drives that he was in. Uh, I believe Pacheco had four carries, so that's six carries between the two running backs. Yeah, it was a lot of passing. Uh, a lot so of passing. Do you think that without Tyree Kill this year, do you think we're going to start to see more of this? That air raid style where we're throwing the ball for short, short, quick gain instead of running the ball. I mean, I know it's too small sample size, two games. We're not running the ball often. Maybe we're just trying to see our looks in the passing game. But would you be surprised if we kind of went to that kind of style in a way? Uh, you know, I, I, this this is kind of what the Chiefs do. I, I think what you have to incorporate more is the running game, right? I think you had to be able to run the football because running the football will open up the pass. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when yeah, when you throw the football, it's 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 the same thing. I don't care if you have Tyreek Hill, if you're throwing a ball 40, 50 times a game, it's gonna be a passing defense. Mm-hmm. And so this is what uh uh you know defensive coordinators do a great job of in the NFL is like trying to see what your tendencies are, and we're gonna make sure that we're doing everything within our power to stop that. Mm. So they'll disguise particular things. You know, they may make a count to make it seem like we're going to do this. They do something else. And so, you know, they'll bring the safety down in the paint. You know, they'll bit blitz from, from depth. Um, and so it's, it's one of those things that you just do uh, a lot of film study, but I think that we need to uh, incorporate the run. And so once you establish the run, it will definitely open up the pass, but, uh, if you come out slinging the ball, which we have a lot of receivers, we you know we know Patrick going to be able to get the ball to guys. We know that, and so I don't think that's the issue in itself. the The issue will be if we're not able to run the football effectively. Right. Then that's where everything kind of changes. Mm. So, uh, and I said, when you have guys up front uh, that like to bang, get them in. Uh, the rhythm, get them in uh, the habit of coming off the football. I mean, you just got to do that. And that's as practice, as practice, as practice. So nine on seven, you're doing it, you know, uh, you're doing it in, you know, in, in team, but you got to create that balance. You got to create where the guys are, are comfortable running the football so they can see the lanes and our guys got to be comfortable coming off the ball uh, to open them up. And so right now where everything is kind of tight and the offense is more predicated on p- passing the football, you know, lanes may not be that open. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you may be expecting pass, pass, pass. And all of a sudden we do a run. Right. But what it ended up happening, uh, 
the lineman, like I said, may not be coming off the football like you want them to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I asked that is because when I, when I watched that game and I saw Texas Tech didn't really have like a go-to guy, they were yeah. spreading the ball around to everybody. Everyone's getting the ball. Everyone's getting a piece. And it was like, okay, if they're really not running the ball, you know. And obviously, anyone who watches Texas Tech, for especially the years Mahomes was there, they weren't really winning games. Everyone was just focusing on the pass. They didn't really have much of a running game. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I was curious because, like, what I've seen for the first two drives last week and then the week before, it's, like, literally maybe with two runs, it's literally just all passes. I mean, you know, we're just getting the ball downfield. We're kind of, like, utilizing all the different weapons that we have. And that's just you well, know, so we're not really used to with the with that, with office because it's usually Kelsey Hill kind of deal. And then – Yeah, well, well, I'll say this, Okay. So what we seen last year uh, in particular games is we came down to where it is in the red zone and we're passing the football, right? And so we throw an interception going to Tyreek or we throw like a quick little uh, uh, screen pass to him or out in the flat, you know, and we don't score. Mm. Uh, we go down and, and we're going to get, you know, and we're trying to score at the end of the game to get a touchdown and we, I think we, what we ran the ball once, maybe. Yeah. And, and so it was like, okay, because we haven't established a run. Hello, like we need to do that. We need to have a guy. We need to have an offense. We need to have plays that we got to get positive yards. We sometimes it's just, hey man, it is sometimes just hunkering down, playing bully ball, and hitting guys in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And we got the guys up front to do it. We do. I mean, you know, we talk about trade, Creed, uh, uh, Thune, right? We got uh, uh, Orlando Brown Jr., you know, Wiley. Let these guys come off the ball. Mm. Let them come off. Uh, and so now I think, uh, you know, kind of going into like Blake Bell, who, who you know, is on IR, possibly on IR, uh, that tight end is going to be very important. Now, we got the fullback. Now, he does a great job opening up the holes, right, getting one or two yards. But after a while, when people see him coming to the game, that's what they're going to be thinking, right? Oh, here, here comes the you know fullback dive real quick, okay? <laughs> or, the, or the cross counter with him. So, hey, it's uh, you got to get good at particular things so you're not predictable. Yeah, offense. Do you? Because I, I've and obviously we talk about certain players get certain slander. You know, we we, we obviously talk about like Josh Gordon slander. And then the CH also gets slander too, a first round pick. People think he's a yeah. bust and all this stuff. And one thing people have said is, oh, he looks awful this preseason. You know, I said four four carries, ten yards in the two games, small sample size. But um, do you think it's hard for a running back? I mean, I know a lot of NFL teams are starting to go to committee. You don't really have the bell cow running back anymore. Right, Most teams are starting to the, the committee running back. I mean, it's just it's tough for a guy to kind of get into any kind of rhythm when it's, you know, when he's getting the ball four times in two games. Again, preseason, so we're taking that into context. You're four, four carries, 10 yards, and then Pacheco's spelling in, he's getting six carries for 14 yards. I mean, either guy can't really get into a rhythm. I mean, is that is that tough, too, for a running back? Oh, yeah, it's, it's extremely tough. I mean, everybody wants the ball. And sometimes, you know, some running backs get better as they go. It's like the more that you feed them. Right. And so he wants to be able to, you know, get the ball tote. Maybe one time he hit two yards. The next time he might hit him over the head for eight or 16. But the thing is, if you're sitting over there and you're, you're switching guys on series, then it's like, well, shoot, now I'm getting cold. Then I got to warm myself back up again. And so if, if a guy is hitting, uh, like we, like last year, we seen Jared McKinnon was hitting, you know, during the playoffs. And then all of a sudden we take him out and the CH comes in and it was like, 
you know, you, you're trying to do this mix and this balance of maybe trying to keep both guys happy. Mm-hmm. And look, if a guy's winning, you got to play him. You got to let him run. Yeah, I mean, it's just, that's just that's how it works. That's how it works. So, uh, yeah, man, it's difficult. I, I'm all, it's, it's almost likened it to, uh, after I'm thinking about this, you know, like the Olympic track team. And so sometimes when you see the relay races, you know, you'll see some, you know, certain uh, personnel on there who's running the race. Mm-hmm. So they might not use that same personnel all the time, but it's like, hey, look, we know this is a winning uh, formula of having these few guys in here or the, you know, whoever may be the personnel who has the best shot of winning, you know, the goal. And so it's the same thing kind of in football. If you're going to do that, you know, you make sure you got to have your, like you said, the, your, your main runners uh, running, but you make sure you feed that guy. CEH, you got to feed him, feed him. Mm. I think it's unfair. He had four carries for 10 yards. You, you can't, you can't judge him on that. You can't judge him on that. There's a lot of things you got to be able to judge in that. Mm-hmm. Right. Look at the, look at the whole offense. Like, you know, like the offensive line, how are the fits looking? All the wide receivers blocking. You know, what are they doing? All this is preseason. So uh, you're going to be able to get these things, you know, kind of in order before the first game. And the thing is, if you don't, you're going to get hit in your mouth and you got to learn from it. So I think the guys are learning from it. I think it's one of these things that's going to be emphasized within these next couple of weeks uh, and they'll be ready for Arizona. Yeah. No, 100% agree. And, and I think we talked about on the show that I think CH is some of his best games have come when he has 25 or more carries. His first That's game against game. Houston, and I believe there was a game against uh, the Tuesday night game against Buffalo uh, during uh, 2020. So, you know, like some of his best games have come 25 plus carries. So, I don't know. There is something to that feeding the guy. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. It's just, you know, with, like I said, with this offense, it's tough with this pace that you do yeah. because if certain, certain things working, he's like, okay, we're going to let it work. I mean, we've got, you know, the best arm in the league. Yeah. You know, so yeah. tough. And I do like the uh, – I know people are going to start to notice that the Michael Burton handoffs for the, 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 the third and shorts, the fourth and shorts, but two preseason games, two uh, two conversions right there on the, on the third and ones. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like I said, but, you know, you could you could go to that pony every once in a while, and then all of a sudden it's like, here comes Burton, here comes Burton. Yeah. Well, if it works, and here, this, is, this is what happens. So we know he comes in, he gets two first downs off of that, now play action off of it, right? Because – he has been successful running the football. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, well, shoot, now it's open because they're thinking run because Burton's in the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think they try to do the run with the 12 personnel. We had, uh, I think it was Noah Gray that wrapped around into the, uh, uh, into the A-gap mm-hmm. to open it up. And so we'll see more of that. We'll see more of those guys and trusting guys to come on and get in there and, and make those blocks. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're really we talked about it on the show before. We're really limited with the those third and short plays because that QB sneaks out the window. We're never doing that ever again. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that, I mean, there's certain things you can do. So, oh, man. Uh, it's funny. I, I when I was watching the Texas Tech uh, game the other day, I saw it was a QB sneak with with Pat. Pat used to work on the QB sneak. It, 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 it didn't look. Pretty. I know it was college Pat, but like it didn't look pretty. I, I'll actually send it to you. It was it. it you can use some work on it. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, man, it, it just makes it where you don't want to try because he got hurt the one time. It's like, man, look, we can't do that, man. Look, this, this is – everything is riding on this guy being okay, yeah. right? Yeah. So we, we could talk about backups all day long, but that 15 ain't in there? Mm-hmm. It's a whole different, <laughs> whole different offense. <laughs> 
But it's just it was just a freak injury though. So it's like the fact that we're never gonna do it ever again. I mean, the first time we do, we're gonna surprise some people because we haven't done it since that play. So it's like, I mean, gosh, it's just it was a freak accident. It's crazy. I know it, man. Got you, hey, I get it though. I get <laughs> yeah, it. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so moving on to our next topic. So, uh, one of the biggest standouts so far this preseason is our guy, you know, as if we could, we could flash back to the, the week, two weeks before the draft where JD said Carl Loftus was our guy. Nostradamus called it. And we got him. So, uh, George, the animal Carl Loftus, who threw two games in preseason so far, I know preseason, but 31 pass rushing snaps and five pressures and two sacks in, uh, in the 31 pass rushing snaps. So my question here is, with, with Carlos Dunlap dealing with an injury to his Achilles, a swollen Achilles is what he's dealing with, according to Andy Reid yesterday. Um, do you think George has shown he's ready to make an impact from day one, uh, on week one, uh, uh, opposite Frank Clark, when we go to um, or when we go to Arizona against the Cardinals? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that's that's the reason we we, we drafted him. That's why we brought him in. And he was, he was one of the guys, like I said, this is a guy that we should get in the first round, this should be our pick. And I'm in the whole, oh, no way. He didn't have any bend. He don't have any flexibility. He don't have this and have that. I said, man, look, what we need and what we haven't had is a no-quit, high-energy guy who's going to be able to get sacks, who's going to run guys down, who is, has no give any whatsoever. And so we're seeing that. We're seeing the fruits of what George the Animal Kolopkis gives him, right? Or Furious George, I think Twitter wants to call him. You know, he's going to have about three or four uh, – <laughs> you know, uh, nicknames. And, and the thing is, he's going to earn every single one of it. Mm-hmm. He keeps playing like this, man. He'll earn every single one of it. And so <laughs> that's what I love about a guy like this, man, because he just, he's relentless. He's relentless. Uh, he's going to work hard, but he he definitely deserves to come out here and be opposite of Frank Clark uh, because he's just going to give you that effort. I don't care what you do to him. You're not going to be able to beat him down. You're not going to make him tired. Uh, and so Andy's like, look, I'm gonna put him in there, and George's like, keep giving me more, keep giving me more. You know, you're not, he's not one of those guys you're gonna see tap on his helmet to come out. That's just, I don't think it's really, that's not his makeup. So, definitely, he deserves it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this as a, after we lost the Bengals, you said we needed a guy who was gonna be relentless, a high energy guy, you know, just, yeah. just whatever the quarterback relentlessly. Yes. And- I know it's preseason. Everyone, so I've seen some people say, "Okay, relax. Let's let's cool down on the Carl Loftus stuff." It's just preseason, but like those are things that you can you can see that that stands out on tape because he is nonstop. Yeah, look, as a tight end in NFL, okay, who blocked a lot of defensive ends, some great defensive ends, okay, the the guys that you knew that you had to always come in with your hard hat and lunch pail was always those high energy guys. You knew that regardless of, you know, having the big names and stuff like that, a guy that came in who was going to claw, bite, scratch, do whatever he needed to do to get to the football. You knew that was going to be a full day. You knew that. And so, you know, it's almost like when you see, you know, movies and they're beating a guy down and just like, man, stay down. Come on, man, stay down. And he just gets up bloody. No, he just keeps coming. You know, and all of a sudden it's like you you make the guy that who's supposed to be the one, you make him quit. But George has that about him. I mean, he, you know, he's not, he he's to me, he's gonna be, he's gonna be a star. He's gonna, he's gonna be a guy that without a doubt, uh, the fans are gonna love. 
and he's going to be here probably from years, uh, years, years in and years out, man. Seriously, uh, but just because people love a guy like that, and so they get it. Just it was a big difference. It was a big difference because the Bengals had a couple guys like that. Uh, the one dude that was you know chasing uh, Patrick around, uh, and you could tell, you could tell, man. You know, after a while, a guy like that who has a high motor, mm-hmm. difficult, man. Because you need him at you need a guy like that at the end of the game for real. Yeah, and, they, and the Bengals have two of them, Hubbard and uh, Hendrickson. Both guys come off the edge. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, so we got we got one, we got one. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, you know somebody made a point. Uh, I think uh, actually uh, I think I've seen her tweet. Uh, Kylie Manny, she was saying like I, I think we need to bring in another defensive end. I'm just like shoot, it, it, it would yes. Right, and I was like, we needed to do it during camp, right? We did, shoot. We did we talk about that? Did we talk about bringing two defensive ends in and yeah, having them here? The same day we we brought in Dunlap. We also brought in um the dude from um the USFL. We didn't sign him, but yeah. Hello, yes. So, uh, Dunlap man having this Achilles uh, uh, you know, injury, and uh, you know, we don't know how that's going to fare like throughout the throughout the year. Hopefully it's not a problem and issue, but uh, you know, the guy's an older guy. You know, he's 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 got some tread on the you know uh, on the tires, man. He's been wanting to tread down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so if you have a guy who you know who come in and and do something, without a doubt, I think that's that's the direction you need to go. Not to not just to mention, uh, you you know you're looking for guys to step up, right? So it should always be like, man, George has got here. Why is he the guy that's making all the noise, right? That, like, why is that? <laughs> Although uh, Kane Doe has looked pretty decent uh, in some of the, the third, third and fourth quarter reps he's had. Yeah, <laughs> he has. I mean, listen, hey, look, <laughs> I just, I, I think, I, I still want him. I still want to see him figured out, man. I still need to see a little bit more um, assertiveness, right? A little, little bit more umph and. Brightness and firing off the ball, and that's what I want to see. Shoot, you're a defense man. You're supposed to have that every single play. Mm. So maybe that's what I'm I'm expecting from him. I want to see that uh, that he just has that passion of like that no quit. Yeah. Uh, And so maybe you know maybe he's not that guy. Maybe you know he's a guy that that is a solid guy. You know, I'm just I'm I'm looking for I'm looking for that being I'm looking for that explosiveness. uh, uh, You know, from Kando. Uh, Dan and I mean, he, you know, he comes and he does a great job. Uh, you know, I, I love how he plays. So, um, uh, I don't know if this, if this ends up being a problem with Dunlap, like, oh, you know, we don't know. He's, you know, we don't quite know how he feels. He's going to be ready for the season. Maybe this game in, uh, up in the air. Then I think you've got to explore that, 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 uh, that option. No doubt about it. So. How worrisome is it an Achilles injury at that effort for an edge rusher? Is that like that? That's a, oh like- man. That, I mean, shoot, it's, you know, Kelly, I mean, because that's, I mean, you got to come off the football. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're doing a lot of like changing of direction, you know? So, uh, you know, you're hitting the defensive end and, and something happens and that thing blows or something like that. And we're not putting this on. I'm not putting this. Hopefully, Dunlop is going to be fine. I think everything's going to be great. Right. right? Uh, I think you just have to have a contingency plan. If something like this does happen, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's you got to be prepared for it. But I, I, look, I hope, you know, he, he's going to be all right with this. Maybe it's just maybe some soreness that he has mm-hmm. um, 
And if the, if the doctors are saying like, look, maybe you just need a little rest, right? Because you're just coming into camp and whatnot. Like maybe that's just part of that, yeah, you know, and taking some time. But I, I think if he's get the rest that he needs and that that's what it is, cool. We, I, you know, we'll back off from uh, saying that, you know, maybe we needed a, a, another guy in here, but mm. no. Yeah, in Andy's press conference yesterday, I believe he said that he, he's get he's getting better. So it's like, okay, that's a, that, that's a good sign right there. Good sign, right? So yeah, and, and maybe maybe this is soreness. You know, it's like he's been he's been he's an older guy. He's been off pretty much all off season. Comes right back into training camp, ramped up. It's like ew, he's he wasn't you know, body wasn't yeah, ready. man. Yeah, he, look, he ain't he's not a spring chicken. You know, <laughs> he ain't young no more. So sometimes it takes a little time to warm up, and like you said, he hasn't been in camp and, and whatnot. Uh, it may take him a little time. Mm. Yeah. And on the car loft is um, nicknames. I'll, I'll take any of those nicknames. The only thing I don't want is him. Uh, me wanting to call him a perfect stranger, you know, Balky. He's also from Greece. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to be my perfect stranger. If he has any uh, off games. <laughs> yeah. Balky. Oh my gosh. That's a good, that's a great one. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't heard anybody reference that show like forever. Balky. I'm, I'm actually shocked that you know it. You know, you know but, my, my older brother showed me a lot of stuff. Man. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good show. I love. I, I used to like that show a lot. Bronson Pitcho, man, he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he that funny yeah, little uh, scene in uh, Beverly Hills Cop is the art the art dealer. Oh yeah, the art dealer. Yeah, the- <laughs> <laughs> not a problem. Those, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so with uh, our next concern, we got uh, roster cuts. So we went from 85 to 80 this week. Um, and I believe, I forgot what day next week, we have to be to 53, the um, the regular season limit of 53. So with that, there really were no big surprises. I would say the only big surprise was um, Derek Orr uh, going to IR with a broken thumb. That was kind of the, the, big, the big thing. Uh, yeah. All the cuts, none of them were surprises. Uh, uh, Niang's been moved up to the reserve PUP list. So now, I guess... I guess with the with the new rules, what is it? I think he has to miss six games if you're on the PUP list. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. Six games. Uh, I think that's what the new rules are. I got to check that out again. Um, and they, they keep they, they changed a lot of them because the, the with COVID and everything, they changed a lot of them. They amended a lot of them. Right, right. So yeah. he moves to the reserve PUP list. Scores on IR. Um, don't know what's going to happen with that. And then another surprise uh, in Andy Reid's press conference yesterday. Uh, Blake Bell, which you mentioned earlier, he got surgery dealing with his unusual hip uh, flexor injury, which is what everyone's saying. It's an unusual injury. Um, so he also, there's no timetable on his return. And then when Reed was asked about if he'd be placed on IR, he said he, he doesn't know. Uh, right now, the, the, the quote was, we're kind of throwing some things around right now when talking about um, Blake yeah. Bell's uh, uh, future. Um, so they said they'll know more next week. So we'll see what's what's going on with that. Um, and you kind of referenced it early earlier, and um, you know we have such a packed tight end room with Noah Gray, Jody Fortson, Travis Kelsey, but Blake Bell brings a little bit something that we don't that those guys don't really offer, and that's kind of being a badass blocker, like the kind of the JD of the group. You know, yeah. not he's not JD, but you know he's the JD of that group as far as the blocking tight ends. Um, so how impactful if he is placed on IR and if he's missing some significant amount of time, how impactful is that to our offense? Uh, I, I think it 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 is it, definitely noticeable. It would definitely be noticeable, you know, because he's going to be the one doing the heavy lifting from a tight end standpoint. You know, he's he's a tight end that could come in. He could he could catch the football, uh, but he, you know, he's going to put his nose 
right there and, and make some blocks, make some really good blocks. And so uh, I think maybe if if you have where you're running, you know, 12 or 13 personnel, uh, you got to make sure those guys can hold up, block it. We know Travis going to do a good job. It's going to be different from Noah, you know, kind of coming in. We've seen him, like I said, in that one play. Uh, you just got to get lower. You know, it's one of those things. It, it, that's another thing that you got to learn is blocking, inline blocking and, you know, leading up in the hole. Those are things that it's like vision. You can get better at it by more practice and more experience of these things. And so, um, hey, man, it, it, it's, it's without a doubt it'll be noticeable, especially with some of the things that you want to do offensively. Uh, but that's it, that's kind of weird, man. I, I've never heard of anybody having surgery from a hip flexor injury. So, it must, it, it, you know, it must have been something that was big. I, I had a, I've, I've done that a couple of times, hip flexor. And usually it's like a couple of weeks maybe. And, you know, if you're able to move around and, and it's not as sore anymore, uh, they could kind of get you going. So, you know, the, that that surgery, man, is, mm, you know, first time I've ever, I ever heard that. But Yeah, and that's worrisome too because, I mean, just in general across sports, when a guy's got when a guy gets surgery on his hip, that's generally yes. bad. That's, that's, a, that's not a good thing. No, no, shoot. Sure. You, don't, you don't want surgery at the beginning of the season on anything. I don't care what it is. Right. Sure. I don't care if it's just your teeth. I don't, you know, hey. So, I – I don't know. I think that's where Andy, you know, when he asked me at the press conference, like, oh, you, you know, we're, we're moving some things, thinking some things around and moving around. It's that, you know, they're thinking about this. They're, you know, there's it's some concern there. Mm. So uh, I think Blake, uh, Blake Bell was without a doubt uh, in their, uh, their offensive scheme as far as what they wanted to do. Mm. So, you know, changes things a little bit. Yeah, I mean, as most people know, Blake Bell. I mean, he was he was a quarterback in college at Oklahoma, and they moved him uh, to tight end. Um, he was a big, bigger quarterback, but then as he's been with us, he's been our QB sneak guy. He's been our he's been our quarterback for the QB sneak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, not saying you can't have another guy do it, you know. But like I said, it, it kind of I don't know. Maybe you turn you know tear a page out of your book. You know, yeah. hey, got it. You know, we ain't got this guy to <laughs> you know shoot. You know, well, let's scratch this one, okay? Let's figure out what we can do. Jody, can you do it? You know, Noah, can you do it? You know, so. Do, do you think um, with Blake Bell, uh, potentially, we don't know if he's going to go in IR or not, but, you know, Derek Gore goes to IR. Um, a lot of different things are happening. And with, with the injuries that we have with the receiver right now, so MVS also apparently missed practice today. They was undisclosed. They don't know what they don't know what, what's going on with him. Harmon missed last week's game with the injury, the groin injury. You got Juju missing the game with a knee swelling. Uh, really no update on that. Reed said he's, he's getting better every day, he said. Um, do you think there's a chance our guy – I mean, obviously, we know we feel about Josh Gordon, but do you yeah. think we will bring on the six receiver? I mean, I think that six receiver is necessary with I mean, how, how much we use. You know, we go five wide sometimes. We use receivers a lot. I mean, it's going to be necessary to have an, an extra receiver out there. And with all these other injuries going on IR with our tight ends and skill players, do you think – there can be room for uh, Josh to be on the team as a sixth guy. I, I mean, I, I, I'm gonna say yes. I mean, you know, because you know, if this is uh, an indication for things to come, I mean, you got to keep a guy like that close, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I mean, that's the reality of it. And so we said Juju, you know, uh, Hardman, 
you know, MVS, and I'm sure all of this is just maintenance. You want to make sure these guys are resting up for the first of the season because this is when you need them. You don't need you don't need these guys now. Mm. These guys later on down the road during the games when they start counting, and mm. so you want to make sure that you're you you hold these guys back. You're not going in there for anything crazy. We don't need you right now. We need for you to get be 100% rolling when that first whistle or the first battle against Arizona. And so uh, it, that's a good thing because now we have, you know, we have wide receivers. We got a, a deep room of wide receivers. And so we're going to see that this last game with guys. Mm-hmm. So it's going to tell a lot, man. It's going to tell a lot. If, you know, if Josh is going to be there, he's on the bubble, he's going to make it and not make it. So when you get down to those 53 players, man, you're going to start seeing day after day, four guys gone, five guys gone. It's just, I mean, it's just going to be rolling out. That's mm-hmm. how it is. That's how it works in the NFL. And it, it and to, tell, <laughs> to be honest with you, when these things happen, you know what I mean? It was almost like camp became like a ghost town. Cause she's like, man, where, where did everybody go? Right now, seriously, like, like, you know, practices, you know, where you had bodies, you know, it seemed like a regular team, but then all of a sudden it's like, dang, I, look, I'm doing double duty. I got to do a little bit more of this. And, you know, and so it just seems like it becomes empty mm-hmm. until it like actually settles in. Like, okay, here's the guys on a roster, this and that. And then you bring back uh, the uh, practice practice squad guys, mm-hmm. you know, which makes it like, okay, now we, we got some of those guys back. Uh, but before then, when those numbers start dwindling down, it's like, wow. Like you didn't expect this guy to be gone, so you don't know, man. Yeah, I just don't know. You know, when you got to get to that fifty-three, man, it, you go, you gonna have to cut the fat. That's how it works, you know. And it goes, it goes pretty fast. Like it's like you know, it goes pretty fast, man. You know, seriously, and, and it's guys get a call in, the, in, you know, in the middle of the night, mm. and you don't see them. It's like, man, where did such and such? You know, oh man, dad got it, dad. Oh, Jeffrey didn't get to stick around. Dad God, I like Jeffrey. I didn't even get his number. I got to make sure, get him a call, see where he's at, and check up in on him. You know, because it's a brotherhood. That's what it is. And so you start, you know, becoming friends with guys, and it's this is like kind of like one of the saddest times of, you know, football. Mm-hmm. It's when you start seeing your friends, and hey, hey man, they called me, man, and this mm-hmm. I got to go, and it's like, Dad God, man. Like, I thought you was going to make it, man, but uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, because I mean, I, you got to imagine, you know, you playing in the league for so long, you definitely saw guys where like they knew it was the end of the line for them. It's like, ah, oh, this is it for me. I'm, I'm, I'm done. You know, like I'm not, I, I, I'm probably not gonna sign with another team. I'm probably done after this. And that, that's sad too, because you see a lot of these guys are coming to realization that this is in the line. That, and, that, and that's probably really sad. Yeah, well, I, I, guys, that there's probably been in cuts like four or five times, maybe yes, but maybe if you're kind of young, you know, you still got hope. Right. You know, like I said, you got other teams out there and you hopefully get some good on film. Yeah. So that's the main thing why guys are pressing to make plays and doing well because, you know, they have guys looking at you, have eyes on you. Mm-hmm. So you're hoping that your performance will carry over to maybe, you know, being somewhere else. And you just didn't work, uh, you know, with the, the current team that you're on. Right. But like we say, uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure. 100%. And so we have seen that for guys go from one place to another and do really well. Yep. So, yep. Uh, but yeah, man, I, look, over the years, I've been uh, lockers and guys been gone, man. I, I mean, I, I remember one time when I was in Philly, it seemed like we had somebody in there every week, a new guy. It was crazy. The type of uh, uh, revolving door of guys 
Dang. You know, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I always feel for the guys who get signed like during midway during training camp, and they're like one of the first. They're amongst like, the second group out, so it's like the guy was there for like like five days, and he, and he got cut. He, he was amongst the first group out, and, and that yeah. never made sense to me. Right, shoot, you need bodies, but hey, shoot, that five days, you better do what you can in that five days. Yeah, I'm making a you know it, 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 a, a huge impression. You mm-hmm. have to do that. I mean, you got to be the first one down on everything, and so you got to stand out. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you who did it uh, kind of with us, man. When he kind of came in, uh, was Bobby Scipio. Remember Scipio when Sip came in? He, he got cut. I was I was pissed off when he got cut. He, he, he did well that training camp. That I know, camp. man. Sip was catching everything too, boy. I'm trying to tell you, man. Sip, I don't care, man. Everything looked pretty. Everything he was catching, I, and I was like, man, that is he gonna get on. Yeah. Sip gonna be here. So, <laughs> yeah, that was, was a surprise. Yeah. Uh, but more on this, really. So for our last topic, you know, Thursday, we're hosting the Packers final preseason game of the year. Uh, we're one point favor. But I mean, I, I don't know. We're going to see many guys, you know, many of the, the main guys play in that one. Um, so this one's really a showcase for a lot, a lot of the players who are trying to work for that roster spot, either with the Chiefs or someplace else to you know, get that tape together. Um, you play in the league for as long as you did. Do you have any words of wisdom for a lot of these guys looking to find a place in the NFL heading into this final preseason game? I mean, listen, uh, hey, I, mine is don't leave anything in the tank. I'm like, why would you? So this is your opportunity. And so right now, you, you got to make it happen. And if it don't happen here for you, there's other teams out there that you can go to, you know, 31 other teams that you can go and go play. And so this right here is a job interview. That's what this is. And it's got to be taken serious. So when you come out there, it's got to be all business. It's got to be all ball. You got to go out there and you got to perform. You know, it's just that simple. And so, uh, you know, guys just got to understand that. It's not to, to press, but, you know, you just make sure that you just locked in and focus on what you have to do, you know, and just doing your job, man. But that other than that, man, that's that's pretty much it. So don't 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 think that this can be the end of the road for you. You know, you, you never want to think that. Stay positive on everything. But more than anything, don't leave nothing in the tank. So, yeah, um, with, with that, uh, the question, you know, um, as we're, you know, we, we're, we're big Josh Gordon proponents on the show. And I know uh, some people don't like that. We are big Josh Gordon people on the show uh, for whatever reason. But making sense of his snaps last week, I think he led uh, snaps uh, offensively. I think he had the most amount of snaps. Um, yeah. And he played with the ones. Uh, I think Fountain got in ahead of him before he played with the ones. But he played with the ones. Then he played with the threes and the twos. And he played with everybody pretty pretty much. Um, what does that mean? He, obviously, and we saw he's getting open a lot. But quarterbacks yeah. are tucking and running. I mean, what are, are coaches seeing that? Like they're not just seeing like the whole because you know if he if he plays with Pat, Pat's going to get find find a way to get him the ball. Pat's not going to yeah. tuck and run every time. So are, are coaches seeing that that kind of stuff? Like they're not forget forget about ball watching and you know who's getting catches, who's not. I, I mean they're seeing him get open, right? We're not we're not, we're not blind to this, right? Oh, of course, no, not at all. And so you know the coaches see everything. They do. They see how guys getting open. They see who he's going against. Uh, what his route looks like. Uh, what was the read by the quarterback? They'll talk about it. So all those things uh, go into uh, the decision-making and when you're thinking about a guy. Now, the thing is, what also is going into the decision is 
how's this guy be able, is going to work in your scheme? You know, that that's that's the main thing. And I know some te- people talk about it. You know, they talk, you know, Dave Tubin is talking about, oh, yeah, we need guys for special teams. That is true. You do you do need guys for uh, – still there? It's looks like it's breaking up. Okay. Oh. Hold on. I think you, I think you need to re, I don't know, reset, but let me give it some time. All right. Looks like it's glitching a little bit. Your, your head's going back and forth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can just edit this out. Hold on. Yeah. So I'll pick it up from where I was. What the heck? It's like the uh <laughs> like Max the, Headroom. Like the Star Wars hologram, the uh Obi Wan, you're our final hope. Yeah, you do you remember uh, Max Headroom? Why does that sound familiar? Uh he was a guy that, I, 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 like you, you know, you had to look it up and see. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about now? Is that better? Okay, yeah, it works again. Okay. So all right, I'll pick it up from where I was. Okay. And so when you're when you're talking about guys, you know, kind of making the squad, uh, you know, they got to do everything within their power. But coaches, are they are definitely taking everything uh, uh, under consideration. And when we talk about special teams, like I said before, if you're a receiver, you know, especially like when you recrowded in certain positions, that guy has to be a, a, a vital guy for what you do in special teams. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you're a gunner, but you're not coming down to making plays as a gunner, a wide receiver, then what, what, then what, why should we even consider you? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's, that's how these things kind of uh, played itself out. And so uh, I, I don't know. I don't know because I, I, I looked at that. I've looked at the guys actually who play wide receiver all they're making plays on special teams. <laughs> I just, you know, and, hey, listen, is this going to be a nod? Is this what it's going to be? Uh, okay. Well, let's make it certain that this guy is that guy that you're talking about that we need. Yeah. You know, as opposed to a guy that we know is going to be uh, efficient, has been an offense, who uh, who's who's able to catch football, who's got a lot of experience. Uh, and so uh, all, that, all those things are taken into consideration, man. And so, like I said, we talked about this before. Look, we think, I think that part of what Josh's slow start was, was the injury at the end of uh, OTAs uh, and, you know, uh, camp. Mm. I do. And so when he started, because they remember the injury was supposed to be a significant one. They was like, oh, man, we thank God that, you know, it wasn't worse than what it was. And, you know, he he kind of, uh, you know, missed a a bad thing there. So I think that could be part of it. So... Uh, I don't know, man. It, it, but you know, fifty-three man roster. That's gonna come down to it. It's gonna come down to it. So he's gonna be one of those guys that he, he better show what he can do. He better show what he can do. You think Thursday, Thursday night's a big, a big one for him? But Thursday night's a big one for him. You know, and and the thing is, uh, shoot, they're gonna be for the lineman. Who's gonna start? Because there's still questions on right tackle, right? Dude, shoot, yeah. we gotta make sure the offensive line, the first offensive line is gonna start. They're gonna be there. You know, because they need that. They need and they need to establish getting yards and getting push uh, you know, up front. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be protection. That's all about the you know, the, the quarterback getting the ball out to these receivers and doing that. So we'll see, man. We'll see. So yeah, I I hope um 
I, yeah, I hope our guy makes it, man. I, I hope he does. But uh, Corey Coleman's also another guy who actually has been looking good on special teams as far as, you know, being a return man. He actually looks all right. So, I mean, he could be he could be one. Everyone's talking about Fountain being that last guy. You know, it could be Coleman. Coleman could sneak up and surprise us all and, and make the squad. I mean, he could. I mean, he had a couple of good, you know, returns, you know. Uh, was it anything that was like, oh, my gosh, like, oh, yeah, that's got – no. No. I wouldn't say that and not, not talking bad about him. I, I'm just, I'm to me, uh, I, I haven't really seen any standout as far yeah. as return guy in, the, uh, in, in special teams. Mm. So we see protect that joke is he taking it out of the end zone every chance he gets. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 10 yards deep. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> catching it. Hey, 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 no taking a knee and doing none of that. I respect it. I respect it. He wants to show us something. Hey, man. No. I don't res- – no. Uh-uh. No. You in preseason? That – no. Oh. Hey, man. Learn – look, we talked about habits, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about habits. Learn how to do something the correct way. Right. Because something like that could cost us. It could cost us uh, field position. Mm-hmm. These things are important. You know, it's, it's about being smart. It's about playing smart. So if we know we're going to get the ball under 25. Hey, man. Right here, right? Because you might be running and all of a sudden you fumble the football. We, we, we ain't going to do that. Right. And so I'm sure, t- hey, take a knee. We need to start doing that. I get, you know, preseason, you're going to run out, but it could do something to a guy's confidence if something happens. You know, he taking undue hits, he don't need to. I don't know, man. Just to me, it's just, no, we got to learn how to do things the right way, right? Let's be smart about it. We're going to be smart football players. Mm. But, you know, eight yards deep, you know, nine. So you sitting over there, you tippy toeing on the on the back line, trying to catch the ball coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey man, coaches will tell you, hey, uh-uh. no. So hey, confident is play, huh? Confident, he thinks he can take. He thinks he can take it it's out. It's confident. I get it, man. Now look, look, hey, and I know everybody's going crazy, like, oh shoot, he's like bringing it out eight yards deep. Like, <laughs> I get it. Hey, look, I get into the half or something like that, and you just, you know, you're trying to make a play. Sure, I get it. I, I understand that part of it. Yes. So, uh, yeah, man, you try to make a play, I get I get. But also, man, that it, it gets you cut. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, man, ain't, ain't no smart player. We don't need nobody back there who's making decisions like that. Yeah. So that, That's someone who's confident in his roster spot being on the team. So he, 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 was, he was doing that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm sure it's being addressed mm-hmm. in, in the meeting. To put it that way. And look, man, rookies, I, I get it. You know, everybody's hyped to come out here and do what they can do, what they can show what they can do. Mm. You know, the thing is, it's a long season, and, and we need to understand, like, you know, there's ways to play football, mm. smart football. We want to play smart football. We need to understand what we do and what we don't do, mm. okay? And some of the things that we're not going to do is we're not going to do things your way right. all the time, how you think, well, I, you know, I, I thought I could make a play coach. okay. Uh, Mr. Thought I could make a play. You come have a seat over with me. <laughs> Mr. I sit on the bench right now. How about that? You know, so yeah. not to say, but you know, he's, you know, Pacheco, he's, he's going to be getting some, some snaps offensively, no doubt about it. Mm. So, so yeah, man, <laughs> eight yards deep. I hear you. Pacheco's, uh, it's interesting. He was the fastest 40 yard dash out of the, in the, in the combine. But he doesn't really play like he doesn't look like the you know it doesn't get, I don't get that fastest guy on the field kind of vibe for me. He doesn't look like I, I guess he's maybe he's a bigger guy, he's kind of stout, so it doesn't look that fast. But it's crazy that he had the fastest forty yard dash in that combine from the running back. 
dude, you know, and it, and it could be, look, it could be straight ahead speed. True. You know, when we talking about, you know, putting your foot in the ground and, and, and juking a guy, that's different. Yeah. You know, we now we're talking about quickness, you know, and, and, and speed all the way around. And so mm-hmm. does that four, three translate when you put your foot in the ground and, and, and change direction, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, you know, dexterity and all of it, look, that's, you know, a whole different topic. Now, if that joke was on the sideline and he just got to go his way, it might when you see four three, when that's kick your head back, right out the gate. Yeah. Yeah. What my coach used to say back in high school, 88 out the gate. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I, I I wish all the guys uh, good luck as far as making uh, making some plays on Thursday and hopefully making either our team or making some other team in the in the league or if not in the NFL, CFL, USFL. You know, being able to continue the dream. You know, being able to play professionally. You know, because not everybody can do that. Yeah, man. I, you know, I'm I'm just gonna go up. I, I want to see how Green Bay because I've I haven't watched them at all this this preseason either. Mm-hmm. Just seeing what they're doing out there. Uh, so. Uh, it's going to be good, man. I'm, I'm going to watch these guys. I'm going to see what they're going to do, perform, see what they're thinking and their mindset, you know, because it's going to be tight. It's going to be some tight ones out there. Ooh, some tight ones. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You, woo! Yeah. You know? So, this is – now I was going to say this, this shoot, makes a break, maybe a career. Yeah. Could, possibly. That's that, that's that serious. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you – you were you were in uh, th- those rooms for those four preseason games, so you knew how how big of a deal it was, and how like some guys probably took that like you know right. You probably could talk to some guys before that game. That's how that's how like. You know, oh yeah, how- yeah. Hey man, look, just look, calm down. Go out there play ball. You've been doing it all your life since you've been young. Mm-hmm. Go out there, man. Relax. Take yourself through it. Okay. Step by step, you're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. So you see, guys, eyes just are. And you know the pressure's on them. You know, you know, you know the guys are kind of on 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 the bubble. that's on mm-hmm. a cut. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Oh, I hope our I hope our uh, training camp guys. I hope everyone. You know, I trust our management. Whoever the fifty three that we that we choose, but I hope the guys that we had. Uh, you know, my pal. You know, Josh Gordon. I hope some of the guys we 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 personally root for on the show. I hope they do make the squad in some way, or if not our squads, somewhat place else. Um, absolutely absolutely there's gonna be some shocks i think somebody said they were showing like jerry mcginnis today there's gonna be some surprises mm-hmm. there's gonna be you know because it'd be like oh really like wow yeah we got rid of that guy yeah. Woo. so or, or we'll see that from another team like oh for yeah. real you know so this is the time and this time of the season mm-hmm. yeah. i get their ducks in order baby yeah, and, and the Raiders, you know, dropping Kenyon Drake this, this past week. That was that, that was a shock to a lot of everybody in the league. So, yeah, yeah, Drake's been kind of a little banged up and hurt, man. He, he ain't he ain't been the, the the guy of old. Let me put yeah. it that way. So this, I think his injuries kind of caught up with him a little bit, you know, as far as that, uh, you know. So and plus, and the Raiders have a really good running back room, so that that the man that that'll 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 hurt. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see next week. We'll see. Hopefully, I mean, I think by next next show, we'll, we'll pretty much see what the what the team's going to look like. So, oh yeah, no doubt. It'll be interesting. No doubt. 
But yeah. that, that, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week as we break down the 53-man roster and we'll uh, hopefully be celebrating uh, celebrating some number 12, hopefully. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> We're going to be happy for, uh, for you and him. We're happy yeah. for you and him. You know, for so. sure. For sure. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.